What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Table with myself, Patrick Franken, and Awesome Battaglia. Hello, hello. This week, we are being joined by one of our good friends, Josh Horman. Josh Horman, say what's up to everybody. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on, guys. We went to high school with Josh. I played baseball with Josh. Saw an infamous coming from a high school game, hit a homer, walk-off homer for our Little League team, and then just left. It was incredible. The story lives on. And we thought he'd be the perfect person to join us for talking a little baseball, specifically Brewers. Um, And so we're going to dive right... Unreal intro, by the way. I just have to just uh, (laughs) accept that. That was amazing. I've never gotten an intro like that before. It just, it hit when I was talking about it. I was like, oh man, that still is in my head. You just showed up. Clearly I peaked when I was 16. (laughs) Well, and that that was right around sophomore year being quarterback of the JV team. Yeah, that was so all-time high at 16. (laughs) Definitely. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, you were you were a year older than me at the time, and I'm like, who's this guy coming in? Picks up a bat, walk off homer, game's over. It was incredible. Yeah, just one up, one down. Let's get on with it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking Brewers baseball, um, some of our favorite performances around the week, and then focusing on just some broader news around the major leagues. So let's dive into the latest Cub series that the Brew Crew just had. They won two out of the three games. The first one, the Brewers won six to three. Second one, the Cubs win three to two. And the last one, the Brewers win seven zero. Um, so before maybe I direct with a little more questions, let's just go around and see what are your guys' general thoughts. Let's start with uh, Josh. Yeah, I mean, obviously so far so good. I think uh, winning two or three from the Cubs, division rival, always a positive. And then it's actually the second time they've done that. So really four of, it's four of six. And I think the the big key here, though, is the Brewers pitching. Uh, just unreal to start the year. I think I heard that uh, it's either seven or eight in a row now of six innings pitched with only one run. Uh, yeah, something that, like that is just incredible. So I think that's that's clearly what the Brewers are trying to do to win is um, solid pitching uh, with solid defense up the middle. And then uh, hopefully they can just squeak out a couple of runs. And, but isn't it crazy? Maybe I'm just not remembering right growing up, but – didn't it always feel like pitching was like our complete weakness? Like we just never had anybody going five or six innings. Yeah, totally. I feel like it was constantly like we'd never had uh, like any starters go. Pay. It was always, you know what it was? It was Ben Sheets. I remember him like That's... he was a solid starter. And then the rest of the rotation was terrible. It was Absolutely one pitcher horrible. and then nobody. That, that's all who I remember was I, I literally can't name one other Brewers pitcher from about Oh two until 2011 or whenever we got Sabathia for one year. Um, yep. So that was, and, and even like a couple years ago, it felt the same way. I remember every time Pat would have the Brewers on, it would just be like every game would be nine to eight or something where it's just like, we just got to keep hitting homers or else it's not going to happen for us. Yeah. And I also feel like uh, just the way council uh, manages the roster and then the pitching staff of like, having a ton of people in the bullpen. So he's constantly just pulling people after five innings regardless. And now like he actually doesn't have to do that. So yeah, I think that's a incredible. kind of a, that's a like a nice change for, for council to actually have to do that this year. And I'm totally convinced that the brewers are going to throw a no hitter this year. I am hundred percent convinced either oh, that or they're going to get no hit. It's going to be one or the other. Oh, 100%. That's we've already had like 
four games where we're either at a no hitter at seven or we're being no hit at seven innings. And it's just like, this is, this is happening a little too much. Yeah. Well, it's like one pitcher pitchers duel like once in a while, but we're it's every night. Well, the funniest thing is like looking at this series, the Brewers and the Cubs are pretty much the same team at this point of giving up like zero runs and then not scoring any runs. So it's first team to two is going to win any game in this series. So uh, I guess that's that's great for all the hardcore baseball fans, but for anyone that's just going to see some home runs may not be the series to tune into. That's very true. But uh, before we keep diving into the Brewers, bring up that Cubs roster. When I was at the game Monday looking at everybody on it, it doesn't look like they have many different people from their like World Series teams or when they were dominant. And so far this year, they're really bad. Like the batting averages across the board, they just – have not hit the ball yet and their starting lineup uh or rotation for pitching also very bad i mean they they just added um didn't they just add zach davies yeah i need, I I need to yeah. double check that I'm but it's sure like they picked him up from that was, that was part of the u darvish deal i think yep yep i think you're right it's just like ah that man that's who you're adding to try and i think he's their like probably second best pitcher besides the young guys well, What's interesting was, to me is uh, um, all the offseason stuff about the owners maybe like not wanting to uh, sign Bryant or Rizzo to long-term deals and kind of making them like uh, play for it. And so far, Rizzo has not been playing for it. I feel like he's he's got to be batting under 200 to start the year. And uh, I'm just uh, shocked that he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird how that happens in baseball, it feels like. I mean, it, it seems like they're, if I'm relating it to the NBA, they remind me of like what happened with like the Celtics when all those old Celtics went to the Nets and it was like, oh, this team's so cool. Like, look at all these big names. And then it's like, wait, let, let's actually dive into it a little deeper. These guys are all past that prime. Like the Cubs were great. What it, when did they win? Was that 2016? Like we have to now realize that's five years ago. That's that's half a career for like an oh all-star. God, was it really that long ago? Maybe it's not that crazy then. In my head, it's like two years ago. <laughs> I, I feel like the hype is always there. That's why. It is 2016. Like, it's like, I feel like every year they're talking like we're going back and uh, it hasn't happened. So as a Brewers fan, it's been great. Mm-hmm, it has been sure. great. Austin, what are, what are your general thoughts on the Brewers so far? Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty much everything that you all just stated uh, from the little bits that I've tuned in. It's just I can't imagine how frust- from a non-baseball player perspective, I can't imagine the frustration of just pitching lights out and then getting zero help in return. Um, so, like, I just looked into the stats on it. We're 28th in batting average in the league, 29th in slugging percentage, 29th in on-base plus slugging. Uh, with the Cubs being last in all of those categories. Just wanted to to (laughs) throw that that out there. Yeah, offensively, this was a really bad um, series. But, I mean, at some point, like, that that's why I know we'll get into it in a little bit later, but the the trade that they made for the couple Braves pitchers, I, I mean, at this point, I have to just think that Council knows what he's doing with pitchers because it's clearly working, but you got to bring in some hitting at some point because something's like, you got to add someone that can actually get on base or score. 
Yeah, it feels like they're a little too heavy on the the home run or shutout. Basically, yeah. that's how they score runs. Uh, that's so like it's the actually, whole league now. Yeah, that is true. I mean, like that that uh, is like trending that way. But it was nice to see the Brewers uh, like pile together a few hits and score some runs. Um, I think it was Wednesday's game, and in um, and in Mondays, um, and in Mondays, yeah. At that one, there weren't any homers by the Brewers. It was just walks, base hits, um, Urias popping off. Yep. Um, another guy too that I'm just going to bring him now because I don't know if I'll be able to get him in there. But new favorite player, Billy McKinney. Uh, no idea who this guy is when he comes up to bat Monday, and he just looks like a baseball player and rips one into right field to score some guys. And he's been doing he did that in each game, and I was just like, "Yep, new favorite player. I'm in." Billy McKinney. That's such a baseball name. I feel exactly. Like. That's like a great <laughs> baseball name. I mean, it's unreal. You can't, you cannot write this kind of stuff. I mean, it's just incredible. It's hitter Billy McKinney. <laughs> um, also, I have to say that, that Travis Shaw so far has totally impressed me. Like seriously, since, like, since he fell off, um, was it two years ago? And like, basically, they just cut him and released him to like full three sixty coming back to the Brewers, and. Uh, so far, so good. Like he's had a couple home runs, but also a few hits. Isn't striking out as much. Uh, he just looks very confident at the play right now. Yeah, and what's crazy is that the Brewers. It wasn't like when they cut him, everybody was like, "Oh, that's kind of surprising." We any everyone wanted him gone. He was playing so bad. It was like he just forgot how to bat. Well, and wasn't his last play before he left the like error in the playoff game? Wasn't that was that Shaw no, that, that made that? That was Grisham. I that think was Grisham. Grisham. Yeah. My bad. We'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. Um, but what? Oh, shit. What else was I going to say? Oh, Urias or Urias? Urias. That guy's been Urias. looking really good these last. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's been looking really good the last three games. Um, just especially at the plate. You know, they always talk about his defense, but it's cool to see that he's starting to hit better and hitting some home runs. Well, Pat, I gotta ask you. Sorry, Austin. Uh, does he look tiny on the baseball field? Because I saw a picture of him next to Avisel Garcia, and I was like, "Holy shit, this could be like father son." <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? Every time I see him, I think he's like four foot ten. But I look it up, and I think he's five nine, which I understand is like shorter. But there's something about on the baseball field where you just look so small. <laughs> that's what i mean i mean he looks he doesn't look big on even on tv no. but uh maybe it's like a basketball thing in their line he's really five six five five and they're just trying to trying to yeah right a little yeah bit. just increasing increasing the height and weight i mean I'm, i just pulled up the roster right now even looking at his headshot it look he has a smaller head than everyone else just just from the headshots i don't know if they were zoomed out or anything but i i'm with you now 100 percent. dude's tiny yeah Tiny. But yeah, what do you power. guys think about uh basically Brewers are all in on him now? I mean, well, I mean yeah, that's what I was gonna get to. It I I, I think it makes sense. I think it, as much as I love Arcia, it now I know I just said why'd we bring in pitchers, but we're at the point where I think like Arcia wasn't gonna get like the amount of playing time that it, or it would just be interrupting playing time whenever he'd be in. So I think it makes sense if you're trying to build um and like get to that future state. But I, I do, he's one of those guys where I enjoy watching him play. So I'm going to miss him out on the Brewers. For sure. He seemed like a good, 
like clubhouse guy. He was always like mm-hmm. the always on camera for every celebration. Yep. But uh it did feel like the Brewers uh basically saw Arcia and kind of just um they knew what they were gonna get and they feel like I feel like they think he peaked or you know his potential's not there anymore and they wanted to just kind of move on and go with Urias as just the new guy, more potential there and see what happens. And I think that's probably better for Luis anyway, because it probably builds his confidence knowing that he doesn't have to like outperform anybody else now. It's just him. So I think that hopefully, and so far he's had a few hits since the trade. So I think uh, hopefully more good things to come. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. I think it, it bummed me out at first because he's just been so fun to watch on this team for the last couple of seasons. But looking at the numbers, I mean, we only had him on this year deal. And if we were going to trade people from anywhere, we have a bunch of middle infielders or guys who could play that. So might as well give it to, um, how did I pronounce it earlier? <laughs> but might as well give it to. <laughs> I know, I'm just I, avoiding the name now. <laughs> yeah, it's just in my head now, so I don't even know. But um, with Urias able to hit way better, especially, I know it's a small sample, but Arcia d- didn't hit homers. You know, whenever he hit homer, it was like insane. You didn't expect it, and it was just came out of nowhere. It seems like he's got a little more pop here. Might as well get him more in the lineup and playing every day. So I like it. Yeah, the other thing is uh, I was looking at his stats, and even though his average isn't good, his on-base percentage is actually really high. I think he has more walks than strikeouts. Well, it's probably because he's 5'6". Yeah, back to my point. Yeah, he's tiny. (laughs) Small strike zone. (laughs) Uh, pitching wise though, one other thing I wanted to bring up before, um, diving into some of our favorite players or performances, I don't know if it's just me. And I brought this up earlier of our like history of not having pitchers pan out. We've had so many years of Peralta and Burns being told, like the announcers are like, Oh, this guy's going to be good. And every time we'd watch them get shelled and like last like three innings or Peralta would walk five guys in a row in the first inning of an outing and last year, I know it was a strange season, but I kind of like gave up on him a little bit. I know Burns started looking good towards the end, but Peralta, especially it was like, this is just another guy where it didn't pan out. And this year, absolutely insane. It's been so fun to watch Peralta adding that third pitch Burns. I know it's really, really early, but people are already throwing the Cy Young stuff out there for him. And it's, it's exciting. I feel like the Brewers haven't had that. Well, and just just so I can get it clarified, was Peralta a like reliever just a year or two ago, and now he's been named the like fifth starter? Or when did that happen? He's he's been or has um, he been starting for a while? No, it's been all over the place. When we first brought him up, it was like, hey, can you start? Because he had that incredible game. I think it was against the Padres. It was, it was uh, Colorado because I was at oh, the Colorado. Game. It was in Denver. And, and he, I think he went, uh, I think he had a no hitter through like the sixth inning and was just, I think he had like 10 K's. Yeah. It was awesome. amazing. We were like, who is this guy? And, <laughs> and, and so he, the I think rest he was of- only like 21 or 22 at the time. And so this guy was incredible. Uh, yeah. and then, yes, yeah, you had that glimpse, you knew he could do it, but then, you know, since like you guys said, he was bouncing around. So it's good to see him back at that, uh, top level now. And it seems like they, that season, because that was so incredible, they just started giving him the starting spot. And then last season, it and maybe the last two, he switched more to a reliever because he only had the two pitches and it just didn't seem to be working out. 
But um, he added that third, and now looks fucking incredible. So I very fun to watch. Yeah, and, and going off that too with uh, with Burns, um, I feel like he was the same thing. Like he showed potential, had glimpses, um, had always had the fastball, and now it's just he's got everything. It, it, yep. Nobody can, nobody seemed to be able to figure him out. And it's incredible it three starts. Yeah, this is. I mean, I love calling out like the Cy Young. This is great. I feel like I has there been a Brewers uh, pitcher that's won the Cy Young. That's uh, yeah. I we will do a quick Google search on that. It, if there has, he must have like just the best '70s name ever. That's all what I'm picturing right now. <laughs> oh, could, yeah. now that you've mentioned that, is it Raleigh Fingers? If, it, that, if there would be a pitcher, <laughs> Raleigh Fingers in '81 and Pete Vukovic. In 82. Nice. All right. Okay. So I was Don't a know decade. Pete, I was... But uh, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were there. <laughs> we weren't alive for that. Doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I thought maybe Ben Sheets would have it for most thumb injuries. I thought maybe sometimes yeah. they give us Cy yep. Young for that. All right. Any final thoughts on the Cubs series? Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, um, so I wanted to get, Bruce? I wanted to get both of your thoughts on the whole like, throwing at guys i know uh the who is it the cubs pitcher that just got suspended that threw at woodruff because he hit uh contreras tapera there it is ryan tapera just got suspended three games for throwing behind woodruff but wanted to get your thoughts on that whole deal did you guys first i, I guess my first thoughts were um i know contreras was mad and he had been like hit, hit i don't know multiple times in this series and then the previous series, but did you guys see the montage of him getting hit on social media at all? It was basically like um, just all the times he's been hit by Brewers pitchers, but they're like all in the like left elbow pad. Cause he crowds the plate. Cause he, right? Cause he crowds the plate and they're just up and in. And he just kind of like, doesn't really turn much, just kind of moves back and just takes it. So he's just wearing it, gets on base and he's complaining about it. I mean, the one that hit him in the head, yes, that was very bad, but <laughs> But for the most part, the guy crowds the plate. He's getting hit in his elbow pad. Like, I don't know. I, well, not that big of a deal to me. I did not see that montage, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, the thing that the thing that I that gets me is when it's intentional. I feel like that shouldn't be happening because you're throwing so fast. But it was weird to me in this last – it was the series with the Cubs at Wrigley where Contreras was getting angry at the two guys. It was Williams and somebody else after who clearly were – like had lost all control of their pitches because they were throwing all over the place and then happened to hit him in the head. And it sucked that you're hitting the head. And I'm sure your immediate reaction is to be angry, but it's so weird then to be like pissed off at the person. That was clearly a horrible pitch in a game we were winning. Like you just lose control sometimes. I don't I, yeah. I feel like when guys are trying to like throw intentionally, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like even when they're trying to throw intentionally, they're not throwing at your head. They're throwing, they're going to hit you in the back. I don't know. Mm -hmm. They, they don't want to really hurt you. They're just trying to, um, you know, just send a message. And so, and then Contreras on the other hand, when he hit his home run, uh, boy, he sent a message by with that bad flip, but you know, I love this actually. Like I I, I wasn't mad about it. I feel like, uh, Brewers that should fire them up. Like I fired me up as a fan. I was like, this is great. A little Brewers Cubs rivalry. And, uh, and specifically is always hitting big homers against us. It feels like. And that was just absolutely crushed. Yeah. Game winner. <laughs> that was big. Yeah. And then that made me also think though, I'm like, if Brewers and Cubs were to have a benching 
bench clearing brawl, I think the Brewers would fold immediately. I feel like there are not a lot of fighters on the Brewers team. What do you think? <laughs> well, interesting enough, the friend I went with to, on the to the game Monday, we were thinking you might be right overall, but we also have a theory going that Baez is just all talk. I feel like oh, if, I could see that though. Yeah. Because oh the, yeah. Because the way the bench is clearly chirping at him every second he's up there, it's like nobody, nobody's afraid of that guy. <laughs> no. Yeah. I feel like Contreras actually would back it up. Oh, he uh, would. He hundred percent. I actually think Rizzo might be able to. Uh, I, I was going to say, I think there. Rizzo he's a big has, guy. he's got one of those, like, I think if, if he got hit like on that one spot in the nose, he would just lose it and go crazy on everyone. But oh, there, yeah, there's like definitely. that one spot you get hit. And you just, Rizzo seems like a guy that would just lose his stuff all over, like all over the Brewers. Yeah, I don't think we have a single guy in our team that I would say that about. Because like, not that we've seen you. The only like crazy fighter looking guy would be Hater, but he's not built like a fighter. So, oh no, I I feel like yeah, he would be kind of soft. My Actually, pick would be uh, Manny Pena. I feel like yeah. Manny Pena. Get the pineapple out there. Okay. <laughs> Throw some hands. My pick would be, if we're just going size, this guy who ended up not coming into the game Monday because he wasn't on the scorecard, Perdomo, a reliever we brought up, is 6'8". Oh, my God. <laughs> he's huge. So. Yeah, he's probably got some uh, good wingspan then. Got reach. I think that's why they brought him in, though. They brought him in so he can just start pegging Cubs until it starts a brawl, and then he's just first in line. So, <laughs> And then they send him down so he doesn't have to be in the next series so they can't even get <laughs> mad at him. That's a great strategy. I mean, it listen, it's it's bold, it's new, it's innovative, but that's why I'm here on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's that that was perfect, Austin. Thank you. Um, let's go into our favorite player performances of the week, or just since it's so early, I thought maybe some players that you're just really excited to watch this season, and then we'll take a quick break before going to news around the league. So let's start with Austin. What do you got for favorite player or performance? Yeah. So on this one, I'm not going to lie. I picked guys that I enjoy rooting for, meaning that they're on my fantasy baseball team. Uh, and so I immediately started looking at the stats and seeing, okay, who's on my team doing the best. And uh, I was very fortunate to get, is it Ronald Acuna or how do you say his last name? Yeah. Acuna. That dude is absolutely popping off. I believe he's leading the league in homers right now. Uh, he's got seven. Uh, and so wanted to call that out. I was assuming one of you would call him out. So I also wanted to just say Akil Badu has just an Ooh, awesome name. Nice. And I absolutely am in love with any young player with a dope name like that. I fell in love with Tatis Jr. And I'm falling in love with Badu. I'm just any young dude that's popping off. That's I'm all in. I'm all in that's on a, the future of the MLB. That's a great pick, too, because the Detroit Tigers have nothing else going for them. So to have a guy like that who's constantly just. Well, that's kind of like what the Padres were like two years ago. Where it's yeah. like, hey, like we got this fun little rookie over here. Like we might build on that. And then he last year just absolutely popped off. So player to watch out for. Detroit Tigers, they're, they're on the come up. Ooh, I like that take. I can Josh, make any <laughs> take I want, right? Josh, who do you got? Uh, So. Funny name-wise, I got to go with uh, Miami Marlins player uh, Jazz Chisholm. Have you guys seen this guy? Yep. Yeah. This guy is electric. He is so fast. <laughs> He's stealing every base. 
I love that. And I think he's a young guy too, like only 21 or 22. Uh, so I feel like he's a nice piece for the Marlins for the future. Um, so just based on name alone, I'm going to go with jazz. And then, uh, another guy, I'm also going to go a little slam Diego and Eric Hosmer. He has Ooh. been around for a while, but he has been great so far. Uh, I feel like he's kind of like the third or fourth option now on the Padres after Machado and Tatis. And he's been the best player on the Padres so far. I think hitting wise, he's been uh, like four home runs. Maybe he's been. That's solid. awesome. I mean, he was, he was really good in that Kansas city world series team. Wasn't he? Yeah. Was and then he, he went to the, I think point. he's the first guy or first free agent that like went to the Padres and everyone's like, why the hell are you going to San Diego? <laughs> like they're terrible. And, oh and I think God, also, right. all, and then I think also at the time, everyone said that it was a horrible signing that they like way overpaid him. And I think he's done. Okay. I feel like he's solid. I don't know if he's would be considered overpaid now, but um, he's definitely playing up to it at least so far this year. Well, and also if you're San Diego, if you can get someone that's consistent and going to perform like also just getting any free agent and starting that trend, I think that's a win. So if I'm San Diego, I make that again because it's right now, like him and Jake Cronenworth are just absolute like because Tatis has been hurt for the past week or two, and those guys are just carrying that squad. I I completely forgot about that signing and him choosing to go there. That might have been the smartest thing ever. You know, like who knows if he will actually get to another World Series with this team, but to be able to see, or maybe it didn't matter, maybe it was just money, but to be able to see all the guys they had coming up and just see San Diego as a spot he wanted to be, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I know. I feel like he won the World City in Kansas or won the World Series in Kansas City and then was like, I gotta get out of here and picked like the best weather venue to play at is San Diego. And they do have a really cool stadium and an awesome location. So I feel like the fan base down there, they don't have any other uh professional teams, so they're big Padres fans. So I feel like it's a it's a good spot. I don't blame him. Incredible choice. Um so who I got, crazy enough, different than everybody, so that's great. <laughs> First pick, somewhat uh, fantasy-related, but also I think still applies to just regular baseball. Bo Bichette on the Blue Jays is absolutely incredible. You know they're That's doing a really Star Wars spinoff series on him, right? That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that's where his name comes from. Got it. Um, but he had two homers the other day, had a walk-off homer against the Yankees, and he's batting 400 over the last, like, seven to ten days. And this guy just I, – I know it, this comp doesn't make any sense, but just in terms of, like, exciting shortstop, just reminds me of Jeter. Just like a young guy constantly getting hits, making great – he's really good at defense. I And this Blue Jays team is probably one of my, like, most favorite that I don't really care about. They're just so interesting with some of the young guys they have. So I think it's a pretty fun team. Um, the second guy I had – I don't know if any of you, either of you are going to know him, but Yerman Mercedes on the White Sox. Isn't he yeah. like a 28-year-old rookie? Yeah. So apparently I was listening to this podcast where they were saying he was playing in this like league of washed up guys and just hitting bombs every at bat. <laughs> like he was only hitting home runs, nothing else. And somehow the White Sox, or maybe it was a team before them, just took a shot on him. I was like, yeah, sure. Why don't you try like try playing in the minors? And he'd like already tried it before. It didn't really work. Somehow made makes it onto this roster for the White Sox. 
and he is popping off. Like I think he's batting 500 so far think, this season. Yeah, I think that's right. I've got well here. Hang on, I can pull it up. And he, this is a guy that started at eight for eight, I think, too, right? Like he had he literally had eight hits right <laughs> off the bat. Yep. That's incredible. Yeah, he's batting 500. He's got three homers already. Just a fun, fun storyline. I mean, just when I started looking around to try and find names to call out, there's a lot of like fun new players in the league right now. It, it I felt like the past couple of years, it was like we were kind of seeing the end of a lot of those older players, like the Ryan Bronze, the um, some of those bigger dudes that were kind of involved in a little bit of the earlier scandal of steroids. And now it's just such a fresh start to see a bunch of these guys and it. I mean, I know everything's more focused on launch angle and exit velocity and all of that, but it's just really cool seeing these guys come in and like we have a bunch of rookies that are making big plays. I mean, you got Vlad Jr. and Tatis that are like these up and comer young dudes. So I think the MLB is in a prime position to start making a name for itself. Yeah, I would also add uh, Juan Soto to that list because yeah, I forgot is, about that. I feel like uh, potentially the face of baseball in the future too. He is so good. And, uh, when he like stares down the pitcher after he like, doesn't swing it, it, it's so intimidating. He's like 19. <laughs> like he shouldn't be able to do that, but he, he does. And then he hits bombs. He's amazing. It, it is amazing. He's clearly good, but that weirds me out. I don't, <laughs> does, I don't yeah. take that as intimidating. <laughs> I take that as like, this guy's weird. It kind of it also it's like the batter's version of Craig Kimbrell's weird uh, thing he does after he pitches, where he like puts his arms, uh, like yeah, like he puts his arms like out to the side and down. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there was an article once about him saying he never knew he did that till somebody showed him a photo. That is hilarious. Are you kidding me? How do you not feel that? <laughs> that I yeah, I'd call some BS on that one. I feel like he definitely knew what he was doing. Yeah, there's also, no way you don't know your arms hanging out to your side and you have to hold it up. It's not like also you're telling me something. he like has never watched film of one of his games or anything. Like I what That's I love point. is uh like if you ever watch college baseball, there's every year there's a there's gonna be a closer that's like one of the best closers in college baseball that literally is just talking to himself the entire inning he comes in and he's just red hot in the face and just like yelling to like you can see him like shaking his head behind the glove and you can see his mouth moving and the whole time he's just pumping himself up and just throws heat and he throws nothing else just a freaking heater every time and that's I would love to see that carry over to the MLB because those guys are just head cases actually there might be someone like that I don't know that's that's wild thing that is that is yeah. major league wild thing. Yep, <laughs> it is That's, so uh, much fun to watch. I can't remember the character's name, but Charlie Sheen coming yep. in from uh, the bullpen. <laughs> hey, we knew it. We knew what you meant. Um, and on that note, great major league reference. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back for some around the league news and our favorite walk-up songs from the Brewers.
and we are back. Going to be talking about some of the bigger headlines around the league. Um, going to be a little all over the place here, but we're just going to talk about some of the things that we've been interested in, funny stuff around the league, injuries, uh, and some of our World Series picks. So I'm going to start with the Cassiano suspension where he – I'm assuming it was because of the homer that he hit the day before or two days before where he kind of had an aggressive bat flip turned to his bench. Um, but the next game, the, was it the Cardinals? Yeah. The Cardinals Mm -hmm. hit him. He's clearly upset. He thinks it's because of that. He then runs home on a pass ball slides into home and flexes and screams at the pitcher. Who's just sitting there. Now my initial reaction was I absolutely loved it. What did you guys think? 100% 100% with you, Pat. I, so I didn't see it live. I was just watching the highlights of it and they showed kind of the day before and then, you know, he gets hit and then they show the pass ball. And as soon as he does it, I was like, this is exactly what I want. If I'm watching, I want dudes flex it. I mean, when you see an NBA game and a guy dunks on a dude, yeah, you flex on him. That's, that's how a competitive athlete should be. So I was, I was really surprised to see a suspend like, it would be one thing if he like shoved them or actually like made physical contact, but he was, he literally did that and he walked away and then the bench is cleared. So I didn't really understand why he got, well, I understand why, cause he was the instigator of it, but no, see, I, don't, I actually don't get that. But first, first Josh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Yeah. I no, I agree with you, Pat. I feel like I, I feel like he shouldn't have got suspended. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, um, I think, well, one, it was, it was iconic. Like it literally looks like, uh, that, um, Muhammad Ali poster of the guy that he just knocked out. It was, it was the closest thing to that, that you can get mm-hmm. in baseball. And it was just like getting posterized. It was, it was amazing. Like it was, there's also I, like not going to be that, like that opportunity of like two players that are like close play at home, but it's the pitcher at home and you have the chance to flex on them. Like you got to take that and just go with it. And he did. And it was amazing. But like you said, Austin, he walked away afterwards. Um, it was out of it. And if I'm the pitcher or, or the catcher, like Molina did, like, I am definitely going after him. I'm saying something like that, that like you have to, uh, that yeah. if somebody just flexes on you like that, you got to do something. So I also don't blame them for doing it, but I, I, I mean, they, they cleared the benches, but like, it's, it was a classic baseball fight where, you know, hold me back, hold me back. Nobody ever swings or does anything like it was, I feel like suspensions weren't necessary. I don't, I don't think so either. And I don't get why they're so upset when people leave the bench. Like that is just some insane thing. It's like, it's going to happen. I don't know when people actually, like if, if he'd got up, shoved the pitcher into the dirt on home plate and then like shoved Molina when he came up to him. Okay. Maybe you started a brawl. But to just flex on a guy who had just pegged you with a ball, you just scored a run, and you scream what it looks like, let's go in his face, what does it matter? So, yeah, didn't the MLB just come out with, like, wasn't this, like, last year or two years ago where they came out with some campaign about, like, let the kids play? Or, like, they did this whole promotional thing about how they're trying to make it, like, bat flips are cool and, like, we're going to wear fun shoes and, like, we're going to make this – a like, yeah. why, why are you suspending something for a cool play? Like, this yeah, is literally going against that whole adage of, like, let let the kids play. Like, let them flex on one another. I, bat flips are a thing now, like, because they're cool. It's an adrenaline rush moment. Yeah, I don't know. Bat flips are so awesome. 
And and I feel like if you're the pitcher, you just have to strike him out the next time and just do the same thing. Like that's right? just got to be your rebuttal. Just don't hit him. Strike him out. But and then uh, what awesome. was it? Um, Joe Kelly from the Dodgers a couple years ago when he when he struck out Correa and then you know did that baby face or whatever like that. We need <laughs> yeah. more of that. Yeah, yeah that like, was that, that's awesome. great. I I absolutely love that. Didn't he get suspended for that too? Yeah, he, yeah, he for making a too. face at a guy. Oh, that's <laughs> the stuff where it gets me so mad. Or like when people freaked out about Tatis swinging on three zero. It's like, well then, yeah. don't don't let him hit a homer. If you don't want a guy flexing on you, get him out. He won't flex if you get him out. His and job he, is to hit the ball, and you are going to get mad at him for doing that. It, like the the little like old time baseball. How did know, those like get started? That's my big question. Like, well, what I don't know how it got started, but you know what's interesting to me now is it seems like it's like the players are just kind of babies because this all happens when they get really embarrassed. Like that pitcher on his knees looking like a little baby while Cassianos is just like ah, all, all over him. It was like, oh my God, you look like you like, I don't know. It just, he looked like a little baby. And then with um, the Joe Kelly thing, it was the same thing. He made that guy look like an idiot because he struck him out so bad, like in a big spot too. And it's just when they feel that embarrassed is when it's like, oh, you shouldn't have done anything. It's like, it just, yeah, just to- totally agree. Yeah. I, if it's a play that's going to show up in a highlight tape with like cool music behind it, you should not get suspended for it. So that that's my take on it. I like it. Any final thoughts on that fiasco before we turn to some injuries? All right. Hearing nothing. Let's go to Tatis and we're going to turn it over to Austin because if there's one guy who loves Tatis more than anybody I've ever met, it's Austin. So Austin, what are your thoughts? Thank you, Pat. How do you like the vibes? Um, well, I know you gave Josh an incredible intro earlier, but I feel like that's right up there with it. It's just being in love with Tatis. <laughs> so um, it definitely, it hurt my soul a little bit because that's pretty much the one player or used to be the one player before Mr. Badu came around that I was enjoying to watch. Um and it was, I was very scared that it was going to be like a couple months injury, but it looks like he should be back at some point this weekend or early next week. Um, so I think that San Diego team is going to be a lot of fun to watch soon, but uh, yeah, it's, he also, I think he's had a lot of injuries in the past. So it is just something to watch out for, especially if he's still a young guy and he's already had a, like, I think it's the elbow problems. So it's, just something to keep in mind in the future about him as a player like that. I feel like a lot of baseball players, once they get one type of injury that just goes on a downward spiral, cause it's so much repetitive actions, but yeah. Well, yeah and also uh, isn't his thing um, that he hasn't played a full season yet. And then he's still got $340 million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And just a little tangent when, off that. I thought it was hilarious that, uh, Lindor for his contract, then he gets $341 million. Like just, just like 1 million over just to say that he's like the third highest instead of fourth. Yep. I, I love Such an when, ego thing. Did you see uh, I think in the NFL, same thing just happened to Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari signed a contract. And then I think it, it was, was it Williams for the 49ers or someone, another lineman got paid and made it 10,000 more. Like you're, yeah, you're getting exactly. like 64 million or whatever, but Throwing in an extra 10,000 so I can claim the top spot. Yep. 
Yeah, or, or the the Lonely Island made a movie, and they said they wanted to get paid. Like they wanted, they were about to break the record and they asked for one cent over the record so that that way they could say they beat it by one cent. Oh yeah. I love that type of stuff. (laughs) Mm. Uh, But I did see that Tatis is hopefully going to be back before they play the Dodgers. So that's, that'll be a very fun uh, series. Yeah. I can't wait for those, those games. I feel like Dodgers Padres is potentially the uh, king of the NL. I feel like one of those two teams. Can I go off on a tangent here related to the NL? I think the NL is way more fun in terms of teams compared to the AL. I was looking when, you know, we had to make our World Series picks. And every team that I was thinking of, of, oh, this is a fun team that I might want to pick, was just all of them were NL. I think the Dodgers, to me, are the best team in the league. The Padres are a competitive team. I think – like the Reds and the Braves are teams that have potential to like kind of surprise people. The Mets are playing really well. Brewers and Cubs are just fun because we're in this area. But to me, the NL is just way more exciting than the AL. 100%. I, I totally agree with that. I think, I mean, I also don't really like the Red Sox. So really it's like Yankees, Blue Jays, and maybe angels white Sox for al but like i'm not that interested in them i feel like in terms of powerhouses they're just great play young players to watch braves nationals padres mm-hmm. dodgers you just can't beat that yeah i i agree i feel like the nl is just way more yeah like you guys said they're just way more competitive and i feel like that's been the the case the last few years though too i feel like a lot of the american league divisions have been over like uh you know, by end of July, it seems like that the division winners have already locked it up. Whereas NLs had some great races down the stretch, especially in the central with the Brewers and, and Cubs over the years and Cardinals uh, two years ago. Um, so, yeah, I feel like NL is just uh, a lot more fun to watch. And I think that's going to be the same this year. I agree. Josh, you also wanted to bring up some oblique injuries, maybe just generally why the oblique injuries are such a thing in baseball. Yeah. This, this is uh, really just all- my pet peeve of, of two weeks into the season. And these guys have sore obliques and I don't even know exactly what an oblique injury is, but uh, there's a I lot mean, of guys out with them. You got to think it's on some level, a way to like open up a roster spot and have a guy sit for a little bit. Right. There's no way it's, there's so, all these people just, oblique strain they're professional athletes who should be taking care of their body 24 7 right that's like yeah you guys got to do some some side planks over the off season like, come on <laughs> need to i don't even know if this would work it but pull that rubber band you know <laughs> yeah. doing that. i don't know work something work some exactly. rotation i don't know <gasps> let's get the core strength up guys <laughs> <laughs> that's so great but yeah we've i mean i think isn't that what Kane has on the Brewers now too? Isn't that what they said? So it was like Kane, Wong. Uh, yeah, Wong. I uh, had Aaron Judge was out for it for a couple of days. Uh, George Springer. So I don't know what it is. Just so the- was was there a shortened spring training this year? They actually got to have it this year, right? I yeah, I think the majors did the problem or the not problem, but the difference now is there's no minor league right now. I think they start in a few weeks. Got it. My only thought would be like, if it's different, they didn't get to have that kind of ramping up before the season, like what they've had in the past, but I don't know that that sounds like some of those NBA 
injuries where it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's hurt because we're just trying to sit him and play our young guys a little bit. But yeah, I will say after a quick Google, we might just be really dumb. Um, <laughs> an oblique strain is a tear in the muscle and <laughs> yeah, can be yeah. extremely painful. So, you know, maybe we're just being idiots, but we're going to stand by. It. Yeah, I stand by my take, even if, yeah, it was a mean take, but I'd stand by it. <laughs> that sounds very painful after you described it (laughs) whatever do some more side planks just like yeah get the side planks going (laughs) okay before we do world series picks i just wanted to bring up shohei otani um i know i put a question of in or out on him next to it but really i don't know how you could be out on him so i'm just here to talk about how incredible this guy is I know it was early on in the season, but there was a multiple multiple day period where he had the fastest thrown pitch and the fastest exit velocity on a home run. That's insane. And I was watching that game and I saw him strike a guy out. He comes up as a second guy up to bat and just hits a 400 foot Homer. I, I that's love so it. demoralizing for the other team. It like is. Just, that's like really like baseball uh, is more of, you know, like a team sport where, you know, one guy can't really beat you. He is the one guy that can beat you. <laughs> like he literally can do that. So yeah. I think it's awesome. I'm totally in on him. I think it's been a, like a little bit of a working project, but uh, he's had some injuries to deal with. So I, I am in, I think this is his breakout year. I love it. Austin, any thoughts? I mean, I guess if, if I'm making a comparison, is he the Pablo Sanchez of the MLB? <laughs> Great comparison. <laughs> Just the guy that can take over a team, pitch, catch. I mean, hit. that's yep. what all the scouts are saying. That's <laughs> why he was such a big pickup for the Angels. All right, World Series picks, boys. Austin, let's start with you. Oh, um, a, even It doesn't necessarily starting. need to be like <laughs> – doesn't necessarily need to be, oh, these two teams are going to be in it. Just name a couple teams you're watching. Okay. Well, in that case, I I picked the Dodgers in the NL just because their team is stacked and they're winning without Mookie right now, which is just insane. Uh, but there's a lot of teams in the NL, like we discussed before, that I really like. And I'm, of course, going to be rooting for the Padres if Tatis is healthy. So that's another team that I'm watching out for. In the AL, I was looking through and I really have no idea. I mean, I I picked, if I had to pick one, I picked the Astros just because they're always around at that time of the year. So I was just like, you know what? They'll probably, and really when you look at that division, I'm not really that afraid of anyone else in that, that AL West that they're in. Like the Mariners, I don't think are, uh, I don't think they're real in terms of, maintaining that top well, no, spot wait hang on hang on Austin. It, they're real i <laughs> can assure you they're a real seattle team. has a baseball team <laughs> yeah I, oh my god <laughs> so well now that i know that i might switch my pick but um but i already wrote down houston so i'm just i'm lock it in baby <laughs> lock all right it josh in. what do you got uh so Austin kind of took my padres pick i do want to cheer for them if the brewers uh well, basically, I think anyone or whoever team, team wins the uh, Central, I think, is likely to be out fairly quickly in the playoffs. <laughs> so um, I think we, we can talk about that later. We don't need to yeah, talk about that on this yeah. pod. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, I'm going to cheer for uh, Padres and Braves. That's who I'm going with. Ooh, 
I think like uh, if Braves can figure out uh, the rotation a little bit, they definitely have the batting to uh, get there. And then in the AL, I'm going to go with, you know what, I'm going to go with the Twins. And I think it's really just because I they need to win a playoff game. I, it, <laughs> don't they have some crazy streak? It's it's really bad. They need to win a playoff game. So I'm going to be cheering for the Twins. All right. What I have to say to that is I know you're, I know, so they have 18 consecutive losses. Yeah, they're due. They're due. So everybody's got the twins so high and maybe I'm just missing something. I don't think they're very good or like, I mean, they're good, but I'm just saying in terms of like going to the world series, I don't see them at that level. So I'm going New York Yankees, even though they haven't looked that good yet. I just don't think the Red Sox are going to stay this hot um, for very long. And I'm going Dodgers. I just, I mean, there's tons of teams we could pick, but I don't know how you beat that rotation. And if they're all healthy, I mean, Mookie Betts is just an absolute monster. So, yep, I I think it's theirs. Yep, they have another rookie on that team too. I'm just a fan of rookies this season, but the McKinstry guy is popping off. He's playing everywhere for him too. Out, you mean Billy McKinney? Base. Yeah, Billy McKinney, the the pinch hitter. <laughs> Billy McKinney. Um, Number I have one a, baseball I have a, name in America. <laughs> So I have a question. Are the White Sox a good team? Because I started looking into that. I know they lost their best hitter, uh, and he's probably out until, like, September. But is that Jimenez or Jimenez? Yeah, Jimenez. Uh, But I was looking, like, their record is mediocre right now. They have a pretty good differential in terms of runs scored and runs against. But do you – Wait, to just interrupt, are you a big run differential guy? I am. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. My I, well, thought mostly because I am for NBA and I just, I need to have a similar stat mindset when I look at another sport. I feel like it's big in baseball, but uh, as a Brewers fan, uh, I feel like they're the exception to that uh, rule. Cause I feel yeah, like they're, they're, run, they're, they're, it's always like right around even or well, even Brewers uh, are third in the end or third or fourth in the NL right now in run differential. Really? They're plus 14. Pretty hmm. good. That is actually solid. But uh, yeah, I feel like generally they've, they've fiddle out like right at in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so it's always funny to see them uh, at the top of the standings with that. But to your White Sox question, I would say I was hopping on that. I think they're a fun team. I was hopping on that bandwagon until that guy got hurt. I think that was a pretty big, um, injury. And the other thing too, call me crazy, you know, hiring Tony LaRussa for that young team made zero freaking sense to me. <laughs> I don't care that he's one world series. The guy's 76. looks like he can't even walk around out there and you're supposed to hang out with all these 19, 20 year olds that they have coming up. Like, I just don't see that. And especially with how you know, maybe he's fully embraced it, but just with how much baseball has become a numbers thing and you just do stuff a very different way than you do in the eighties when he was taking teams to the world series. I, I just, I'm going to knock him for that. So I don't think I'm not picking them for the world series. Yeah. That was an interesting pick for a number of reasons. Uh, but maybe he's just there to, you know, buy the young guy some alcohol since it seems like he's on the wagon. <laughs> He does. Yeah. He doesn't look okay. (laughs) 
but you no, know, I, I, I'm actually, yeah, I'm out on the White Sox. Um, but now that I'm looking at the standings and I see the Twins at the bottom, I don't know what to think of that division. <laughs> it's early I, on. We got plenty of games. Yeah, true. Plenty of games, Josh. I do think that is the overall worst division in baseball, though. You got the Royals are, you know, rebuilding. Indians are rebuilding. Tigers are basically just having Miguel Cabrera, like, try to get his 3,000th hit, and that's their only goal. How close is he? Um, I think he's pretty close. Or it's, it's that or it's 500 home runs. It's one of the two. It's like a major milestone coming up for him. And he is uh, a little less than 2,000 away from 3,000 hits. And 22 homers away from 500 homers. Okay, that's for both. Was, that's okay. Wait, you said he was less than 2,000 away? Yeah, yeah, that sounded weird. Oh, oh, sorry, less than two hundred. <laughs> yeah, okay, I was about to say sorry. he's not very close. The way the way you guys looked at me, I was like, "What? I'm looking at this number. It's not that crazy." <laughs> you said it so confidently. I was like, "Yeah, he must be uh, just only hits home runs, I guess." <laughs> no, so less than two hundred. Less okay. than one fifty. And I think he's still signed for like three years. He's on the. Just a lengthy, long contract that gets him paid. <laughs> you want to know when I look this up, what the top people will ask is on Google about Miguel. It's got to be Cabrera. Yeah, what is this? What is he paid or something? No, it's Will Cabrera get three thousand hits? <laughs> 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 what kind of a question is that? Amazing. Does Google answer yes or no? Because that would be even better. It says Miguel Cabrera hopes to reach 500 homers and 3,000 hits in 2021. That's it. Just be great if it just one word answer is just no. It's not going to get there. All right. I think it's time to wrap up with some favorite walk-up songs for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, the first one we have to talk about, or it doesn't have to be favorite. It can just be an interesting one. First one we have to talk about, Josh, you brought it up. Brent Suter to the Jurassic yep. Park. Um, theme and I heard that the other night when he came in on Monday absolutely obnoxious uh, <laughs> yeah what was, the crowd, what was the crowd like when that's going on because the crowd was telling Suter to go become the mascot if he wants to just be the funny guy you know I listen <laughs> I'm sick of it maybe he is was kind of a quirky funny dude at the beginning he's now leaned into it too much to where it's just annoying and <laughs> feel like it's one of those things where it's funny when he pitches well and it's horrible when he gives up a two-run bomb <laughs> yep to lose the game to lose the game yeah but yeah that's a weird song i don't care if he has some sort of dinosaur nickname or whatever but what do you guys think yeah no i think you uh i think you nailed it he's playing into the uh the raptor uh character a little too much maybe but uh I also just don't like, I feel like if you were trying to get like pumped up to pitch, that's not, not a song that would do that. So I don't know. I don't know what he needs to do, but not, not there. Uh, the other, the other song. <laughs> I don't know what he needs to do, but definitely not that. <laughs> but yes, definitely not that. Um, the other one, uh, Lynn Bloom, Josh Lynn Bloom, little BTS. Did you guys see that one? I, I did. did. And uh, at first I was like, what's like, what's this like mid thirties white dude uh, listening to BTS. But then I realized he played in Korea for a little bit. So I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. So I do like that. Listen to the song too. I was like, that's, this is great. Haven't heard BTS before. I, I saw the song was burning up and I didn't even make the connection as I was typing into Spotify 
and I played it not even realizing that it's BTS. And then I was like, wait, this is not what I expected from this song. Um, and I did the same thing as you. I was like, wait, what? I, I <laughs> yep, mind blown. Thinking, like, That's all you could this... say. And, and I looked up who he was, and I, I actually did the same thing of seeing, like, oh, he actually did like play in a country where they're a lot more popular. That also brings me to um Eric Thames when uh he played in Korea. There is an amazing YouTube video of him on um the masked singer, but the Korean version. And if you have not seen that, just go YouTube that right now, because that is an amazing video. I, is he hitting as the no, mascot? He, or what is he, he? He's singing. He's the masked singer. <laughs> he just, he's revealed and they go nuts. And he's not bad. He's a decent singer. That I can't remember awesome. what it was, but it was, it was how, great. How in the, the world are they supposed to guess Eric Thames. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, he was, uh, wasn't he Korean Babe Ruth? I mean, he was here. Yeah, I, I think yeah, they did. Yeah, I think he was like super popular there. And I, th- I think he might be playing over there again. Um, unless, do you know if he's still in Washington? Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I just saw he pinch hit a few times last year. The guy can't hit any other pitch but a fastball. And then that became very clear. <laughs> yep. Uh, Oh, the other one I wanted to bring up, which I remember it from, like, it's always been this, but it still gets me every time. With how awkward Shaw is, having Rihanna banging while he's walking up to the plate is so funny to me. Like, it just doesn't (laughs) seem to fit. He seems like such an awkward dude, and he's just slowly walking up to the plate. Rihanna just blaring. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. That is good. Pat, when you were at the game the other day, was there – a certain song that uh, the crowd got into? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to see on here. I feel like if Kane was playing and Sticko Mode came on, that would uh, mm-hmm. that would do it. He was out, though. Um, yeah, I don't think anything really got the people going. The Rihanna stuff got me going. <laughs> I can't speak for the rest of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, nothing like... Uh, my personal favorite, not on the Brewers, but uh, Charlie Blackman from the Rockies, your love by the outfield. That is just amazing. I remember when I, I we were uh, in the, do you remember this, Pat, on the way to the game? We were, I was joking about it, and you, you thought I was joking about it, and then it was that Charlie Blackman actually uses that as his walk-up song, and yep. the whole crowd gets into it. It's it's great. That was pretty. When the stadium all got into it like that, I was fully on board. Yeah, otherwise it's a pretty pretty interesting pick for your walk-up song. Yeah. Austin, any songs? Any thoughts? Um, I mean, I was looking through it. I thought the sicko mode was probably if I was trying to think of like what's gonna get the crowd most into it, I was assuming that one would be. Um just because a lot of them are either like Latin music or country music, which if you're not on the Rangers or the Astros, probably isn't going to go over as well. Um, but I also, when I was listening to Hater's song, Bam by Jay-Z, that one's that one's got swag to it. So I, I enjoyed that one. That one actually was solid on Monday. But there was a weird thing happening where they definitely played it for like 10 extra minutes. Like it just kept going. And it was... Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is like, you have to choose the right snippet. You know, yep. you got to choose the exact right 
to either get you confident or get everyone in a good mood. I don't know which one I would choose if I were MLB. So do, do the pitchers get a little bit longer time with their songs since they get to warm up too? I think so. That's, that has to be the only explanation because the Jurassic Park thing went on way too long. <laughs> and then He's with Hater, the whole stadium. And then with Hater, even though I enjoyed it more, I was like, why is this still playing? Like, I'm just so used to just getting a quick, like, couple seconds. Yeah. I feel like the only, well, just the one picture that comes to mind was is Trevor Hoffman and uh, Hell's Bells, so ACDC. Yeah, when that like uh, clock tower goes at the at the start, and he just comes in. That's amazing entrance. He played it upright. That that's great. Well, I was going to say Mariano Rivera probably had because uh, he had the Metallica one, right? That he would come out to. Oh, did he do like Enter Sandman? That he did. I, I'm pretty sure that was him. That he would come out to Enter Sandman. That one. Yeah. That one's perfect for yep. a closer. Yep. I think you're right. Yeah, that is a, that's definitely a good closing song. All right, guys, we've been talking for a while now. I think we're going to have to wrap this up here. Um, Josh, thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. It was fun talking baseball. Guys, thanks um, for having me on. Appreciate it. It was yeah, fun. It was pretty fun. And Austin, happy we could have, give you some Tatis time. Um, oh, thank you. And your yep. walk-up music, you know? Just like the first one of those first episodes we did. <laughs> yep, you guys the, had some walk-up songs? We, we did. We, <laughs> <that's> awesome. <laughs> about a year ago, one of our first podcasts, we spent like probably 45 minutes just talking about our favorite podcast or favorite walk-up songs from across the league. And Pat and I got into like Pat, I also need to retract my statement. Till I collapse is a good walk-up song. I don't know why I argued that. I it it's a good pick. So it's been a year. I've come around on it. You know, I've matured. I think I've grown as a person. I think playing till I collapse mm-hmm. is a walk-up song. You've grown as a person and you've grown <laughs> as a person and listened to more Eminem. I don't think anybody said that in their entire life. <laughs> All right. End the podcast. And, and on that note, we are done. Thank you, everybody.